Hey folks, it's Sir Richard Wentworth. When you're ready to buy a car, True Car is changing car buying forever. Yes, True Car helps buyers get rid of the fear that they might overpay. Every day, True Car users receive negotiation-free guaranteed savings, and True Car users save an average of $3,221 off MSRP. When you're ready to buy a car, just follow these 3 easy steps. First, Download the True Car mobile app or go to truecar.com to find out what others paid for the car you want. Then register to see upfront pricing information and lock in your savings. Third step is simple. Take your guaranteed savings certificate to the True Car certified dealer for a better, hassle-free car buying experience. Some features not available in all states. With True Car, you can save time, save money, and never overpay. To see how much you can save on the car you want, simply download the True Car mobile app or visit truecar.com today. Broadcast Network After Buzz TV over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries and your number one source for after show entertainment TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing after shows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! Ow! Our anthem song. <laughs> yeah! Ow. What's up, guys? You are tuning in to the after show for HBO Girls here on AfterBuzz. We're in season four, episode three of Girls, and today's episode is female author. So we have a lot to talk about. We want to make sure that you guys subscribe to us on iTunes at youtube.com backslash TV. Or go to iTunes and SoundCloud, mm -hmm. and you can download us there as well. So make sure that you also play with our Twitter handle, and that is uh, hashtag AfterBuzzTVGirls. And we'll communicate with you. Uh, make sure that you correspond with us constantly, because we will reply to your questions and answers yeah. and cover topics that you want us to. I am your host, Spicy Mari. That's S-P-I-C-Y underscore M-A-R-I, if you want to play with my Twitter, Spicy underscore Mari. Or if you want to stroke my Instagram, Spicy underscore Mari. And with me, I have the lovely co-host in the building. Drumroll, please. Hello, everybody. I am Autumn Chickless. Hey everybody, Yell Teagle. You can find me on Twitter at Yell Teagle. That's Y A E L T Y G I E L. Yeah. And if we're doing social media, I yeah. am yes. at Autumn Chickless on Twitter and on Instagram. There awesome. you guys go. So please let us know your thoughts on today's episode. We have a lot to share. We're going to jump right into it. Today's episode, female author. Mm -hmm. What did you guys think? There was a lot of, uh, tones and feelings going on that we're going to discuss, underlying mm -hmm. themes, in addition to relationships. So it starts off with uh, Hannah and Jessa catching up. This right. is the first time we've seen them actually FaceTiming. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And was the conversation kind of just like banter? What did you guys think about it? Go ahead. <laughs> it's interesting because there was a lot of, not necessarily exposition in this episode because there wasn't much exposition, but there was a lot of just kind of touching bases and catching up and That's not like. a mm -hmm. lot of or at least to me I didn't feel like there was a lot of movement forward with most of the characters even with the arrest which is later it was resolved fairly quickly like, that was everything we were waiting for on this episode <laughs> yeah exactly it was the arrest and then you know they were both but I guess now they owe 3,000 but that's yeah. we, we will get to that later um, <laughs> the point being um, the actual 
conversation at the beginning, I didn't feel too strongly about it. I didn't think the only information that I actually noted was her saying, just saying that Adam hasn't really been talking about her mm-hmm. and her going, oh, well, you know, I've been thinking about apples it's right. an, a, with A's. So it, to me, it was like, all right, the only really substantive piece of information here that I'm gathering is that Adam's either Jessa is lying or Adam's head is somewhere else. Well, I think that they were trying to let us know that this couple still hasn't communicated. Yeah. Yeah. I think they were trying to throw in there again that she is still wondering how Adam is doing and make us feel like, Hannah, pick up the freaking phone. What's wrong with you? Well, I agree with both of you. I feel like this episode definitely was a lot of exposition. It was as though if you've never seen, if you like haven't watched since season one, here's what you need to know. Let me catch you up on everything. This is where everybody stands. Mm-hmm. And then also, you know, twice they dropped that thing that they haven't communicated. Mm-hmm. First when, um, uh, oh my gosh, Hannah was talking to Jessa. I got distracted because I was like, remember when she had her butt? So Hannah was talking <laughs> to Jessa. Um, because in my mind, that's the image, is just her butt. Just her butt? Yeah. But it was a nice ass. It was a great ass. <laughs> um, and she's like, oh, he hasn't said anything about you. And then later, when she's in AA talking to him, and he's like, yeah, no, we haven't talked, because we're trying to keep a distance. And I was mm-hmm. like, okay, we get it. You don't need to, like, remind... Mm-hmm. Hey, by the way, they're not communicating. They're not communicating. <laughs> well, there was, well, there was a lot of that. Um, actually, it was really interesting. A lot of the episode this week, I felt like... Like I said, not exposition in the necessarily, let me tell you exactly everything that's going on, but there were so many kind of like, yes, like re- repetitive things. They were me. stating the obvious that an unintelligent, maybe not fan of HBO girls would need, yeah. <laughs> but we didn't need that. We're HBO girl fans. Like we can, we watch this show. So mm-hmm. we didn't need that repetitiveness. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It was... There, there was a lot of repetition in points that not not just within the episode, but that mm-hmm. have already kind of been established last week. Right, and it, it was funny because we were talking up about you know catching up on the show, mm-hmm. and I said pretty much, I said, oh, I'll like stop if you know you're a few episodes behind till I catch you up on right. this, and I didn't need to because it literally was like yeah. this is exactly where everyone is in this moment in time. But so that that, weird. that would lead mm-hmm. me to thinking that, and this is why I called it unintelligent, is because when a when a writer says everything just explicit and lets yeah. you know everything going on, like let me come to that conclusion, let me mm-hmm. understand where we are, let me draw that. And I felt like when they were just telling us everything, they were giving us all the information that we already knew. Yeah. yeah. What was so strange also with that is uh, I, there are like few keywords entitled as one that I often write, but especially in this episode, mm-hmm. um, there were a number of things where I felt like it was almost a series of essays. There was like thesis, like moral thesis statement and then like a little bit of explanation. And then another essay that was a moral thesis statement and a little bit of explanation because you have all of these different themes that were going on. Like, oh, the entitlement. You have Shoshana with her job interview mm-hmm. and Hannah sitting around with all of her writer friends just blabbing about how terrible all of them are. Yeah. That was really yeah. weird. And then you have Marnie and Desi, which is like the, the whole moral, I guess, thesis statement would be don't be treated like you know. Don't be <laughs> don't be the other woman or man in a relationship. The mistress. Right? The yeah, underlying be- theme of that was the mistress. She was the other woman, and she couldn't come to grips with that. I got mm-hmm. so frustrated with that situation because any. I mean, we see her when she's with Ray, and he's like, "You don't want to be with someone like that," because everyone knows that when you're the mistress, that means that he would do the same, or he or she would do the same thing to you like you are not special right if this person is going to cheat on their partner to be with you that will happen to you if they were to ever leave their partner and if they do like it's so rare that they do 
It's foolish and childish to think that they will. And back to the entitlement. Like, who does... I'm sorry. Yes, she's gorgeous <laughs> and she's talented. And I love everything about Allison Williams and, you know, thus Marnie. But, like, you're not whoever you think you are that he's... That Desi's going to leave her and be yeah. with you and everything's going to be roses and he's never going to do it to you. And then it's okay to... Get on top of Ray and yeah. that was weird okay. and superfluous. So before yes. we hop on that, like yeah. she hopped on somebody, yeah. let's talk a little bit about the fact that it, what you mentioned earlier about mm-hmm. her feeling like she's the mistress or not coming to grips with that. Yeah. And Ray throwing that around and kind of letting her know where she stands. But Ray has always been that go-to person that puts her in her place and lets her know who she is because she refuses to look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. And so a long time ago, we hear him telling her, hey, you have low self-esteem, but I forgive your daddy issues and accept you for you. Yeah. So now that she's very aware that she has these issues, she's still not doing anything about it. She's yep. still... Mm-hmm. You know, jumping into relationships one after another and not thinking mm-hmm. about the consequences. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping she's using protection because she's just sleeping around any chance that she gets. <laughs> so back to her and Ray, yeah. you know, getting it hot and heavy whenever she's vulnerable or feeling sad about herself. Mm-hmm. Was, what is that? I was yeah. so hoping that he would say no. That's what it, well, that's Ray what I originally. not going to say no. I know, but well, he had just ta- talked about the moral high ground for like, <laughs> everyone got on a soapbox today. Yeah. Yes. I don't know if anyone else noticed, but there were so many soapbox moments, and I guess that's what I was trying to get at earlier. Mm-hmm. There were so many times where someone, it's not just what they did, you know, their actions made them seem entitled or, you know, selfish. Yeah. It's everyone had their moment of break fourth wall, get up, not literally, but kind of get up on soapbox and talk about their, you know, mm-hmm. the moral reprehensiveness yeah. or like what they think is right or blah, blah, blah. Ray had his moment where he was talking about, don't be the mistress, don't right. do anything. And then, of course, she gets on top of him and he doesn't say, no, this is probably mm-hmm. wrong because everybody's a hypocrite. But, um, or at least in this kind yeah. of universe that um, they have created, everyone is a hypocrite. I just found that so interesting. Everyone... Like, Marnie had her moment where she ran, uh, was ranting to Desi. Oh, and, yeah. Um, Adam had his whole con pontif- uh, kind of thing on pontificating about how Jessa is... Like, this was a lot of soapboxing and pointing fingers at people and talking about why they are so important and right. And we even had that with Shoshana in the interview. Right. Oh, that was weird. When she, like, aces the interview, this girl woman loves her, wants to give her the job... And she straight up is like, great, I knew I would get through this because I'm going for a bigger, better thing. What is wrong with you? I don't know if that was addressing her immaturity and her not understanding maybe how difficult it is yet to get a job in corporate America. Or once again, like you said, entitlement is an underlying thing. But... She was talking to her sister from another mister. I mean, mm-hmm. they had this connection. And what you don't do, because although she thought that being honest was right. the best thing, is you still keep your options open yeah. in case those other things don't work out the way that you envisioned or planned. And talk mm-hmm. about burning bridges. I mean, there's one, if there's one thing that everyone always talks about, and no matter whether you're in corporate America or any uh, field that you go right. into, yeah. it's networking, it's connection building. And even if this is not necessarily the person that you want to be in business with forever, or even just right now, to light a match and just watch it drop onto the bridge that you had just created mm-hmm. in that kind of callous way yeah. 
It, I don't know. That almost felt, that took me out of it. There's it was no way. Unnecessary. There's no way that anyone would get away with it because if I were that boss, I wouldn't go, well, thank you for your candor, I guess. I would have been like, oh, that's really cute. Get out of my fucking office. Yeah. And that's what she wanted to say in yeah. response. That's of really course. what she wanted to say, but she had to keep her professionalism that's at true. the same time as opposed to lapping her around like she should have been. <laughs> I mean, if I were that woman, I would have been like, okay, sweetie, like, let me explain to you what you just did. I'm an adult. You clearly don't understand right. what you did. You just shot yourself in the foot. Like, huh. literally shot yourself in the foot. You're never going to get the other job, and you're never going to be able to come back here for this one. That's Speaking of shooting themselves in the foot, do yes. you feel like when I don't, they were at a listening uh, demo, yeah. what, were, what was that? What was that called? A listening party? I don't know what they were doing for the record label that they were at. Huh. But when Marnie mm-hmm. and um, Desi. Desi were together, yeah. letting everybody hear their music, that was obviously so that they could try to land mm-hmm. a gig mm-hmm. and or get, at least get picked up and put, put on air. Right. Did she shoot herself in the foot when she wanted to go for a smoke? Or was that just an exit for her to pull him to the side to complain to him about the relationship once again? I feel like she What just, was that? I feel like she was just awkward and yeah. uncomfortable and then she made it even worse and that was it. Like I don't feel like it it affected what the Cause future Cuz he sure happened. felt like it did. Oh, he felt yeah. like it ruined the entire thing. Well, I mean the situation was awkward. It did become super weird. Yeah, it's, but it's only weird if you allow it to be weird because mm-hmm. he didn't start acting funny. He was just like, oh, not the best topic to be talking about at right. this meeting. But she allowed it to because she was already insecure about right. being the mistress. Yeah, yeah. It, I mean, there was there's another topic there about letting mm-hmm. your personal life bleed into professionalism, and in in the room when you are in the room mm-hmm. with the people who are potentially going to send you on your way yeah. professionally. I don't care if you guys are in the middle of like. If you're in a five-year relationship and going through an awful breakup, deal with it outside of the room, obviously. Because they maybe didn't shoot their chances, but things got weird. Yeah. Things got really, really Mm -hmm. weird. As this, like, actually wanting to smoke was concerned, I feel like that was just a kind of victim moment of <laughs> once you know again I mean? like another victim moment the of, victim oh yeah. you know what this isn't going the way i want it so i need to get out of here or i'm just it almost felt like a everybody pay attention to how upset i am kind of thing mm-hmm. like i need I, I could really use one of those right now that's literally the most blatant way of saying i'm upset but mm-hmm. i think that she wanted them to feel her energy and be affected by the fact yeah. that she obviously felt some type of way or emotion or affection towards this gentleman sitting right next to yeah. her. That was it was very obvious. She wasn't trying to cover that up at mm-hmm. all. No. Which would have had some tact to it if she did. Yeah. But she she couldn't. She just it completely embarrassed them. But none mm-hmm. of these girls have tact. That's like, <laughs> like I mean this this episode specifically, tact is not something that I think any of them understand. So do you think that she deserved what uh Desi was saying to her? Yes, I think she does. And let me, I'm going to... Because he kind of went in. He let her know where they stand. I'm not going to leave my girlfriend. I never said I would. Like, girl, you have decided that this whole thing is becoming a thing and it's not. Not, Yeah. So it kind of Mm -hmm. turns into, it's like, it's in her head now. Yeah. You know, she starts to, she's starting to sound a little cuckoo. Yeah. Because he did, he was honest from the beginning. And the best part is when she was like, I'm your mistress, because she finally figured it out. And he was like, no, you're not. And I'm like, that's where the problem is, that he doesn't understand where she is, where she stands. Well, they're on different pages entirely. Mm -hmm. And it's, listen, I'm not condoning anyone cheating in the slightest, because at the end of the day, he's still cheating on his girlfriend. And that's, 
not all right. Mm-hmm. It's what it, that's just unacceptable. But as their relationship is concerned, he is not the only one who is to be blamed because mm-hmm. it, between him and Clementine's relationship, that's a whole other yeah. situation. And like I said, not condoning whatever's going on there. But when it comes to um, him and Marnie, as two individuals, forget man, woman, what have you, as two individuals, you in a relationship, you have to be on the same page and know what mm-hmm. you, that you Where want you mutual things in each yeah. other's lives. And too. when someone says. I do not want a relationship. Regardless of what other energy you think that you're perceiving, if they are communicating mm-hmm. that they don't want a relationship, if they actually do and they're not communicating it, that's on them. You kind of have to, it's kind of incumbent upon two people in a relationship to communicate and take people at their word because if not, you know, it's the equivalent of saying like, oh, I don't mind if you hook up with other people and then they do and so you get upset. I'm going to disagree right. with you at that. Okay. Taking somebody, especially in this show and just in real life in general in relationships mm-hmm. you don't just take people at their word because people do say one thing and act another which oh, is of part of the reason that Marnie's feeling this is because she's going through the motions of somebody in a relationship mm-hmm. so she's getting emotionally attached yeah. but mm-hmm. he's communicating verbally that he feels a different way and so both have to go hand in hand. I don't think it's just what you say. I think your actions have to be in alignment right. with oh, what you say. Oh, of course. That you're 100% right. And I didn't mean to say, oh, if someone says something, it's obvious that that's exactly what they mean because nobody lies ever, especially in a relationship. <laughs> not yeah. guys, but, not at all. Especially him, <laughs> considering he's cheating on his girlfriend. Right. That's another... No, of course. And you <laughs> can't Clementine. just take people in, at their word. What I was trying to say, um, and I think you put it better, is that when someone's being honest in communication about that particular kind of thing, and in that circumstance, they do line up. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. He said he's not going to leave his girlfriend, and he's not leaving his girlfriend. It, You can't decide that... Uh, there comes a point where you have to have enough self-respect and enough kind of objective Absolutely. reasoning. Self-respect. When you go, you know what? Even if he's just leading me on at this point, I need to take myself out of this because it's I can't it's concoct, unhealthy it's yeah, I can't concoct this whole idea that he's gonna leave her when he's telling me he's not gonna leave her I think what's amazing is at the end the conversation that was ha- was being had was she had, has basically made it clear that she wants a relationship because that's all she's she knows right she knows mm-hmm. I am a girl I am with a boy we are boyfriend girlfriend he straight up says to her I want to continue having sex with you because it makes <laughs> me happy and I like this. Like, this situation's great. I'm staying with my girlfriend, and we make beautiful music, and I like to sleep with you. He straight up says that, and she's like, no, I don't get it. That's not That's not what I, I don't understand. Oh, it's, denial's so yeah. powerful, though. Well, that's exactly what, but she, I don't think it's just denial. I think she does not understand the concept of you can, I mean, not in a good way, but you can have a girlfriend and sleep with someone else in an affair sort of way and see that as like the holy grail. He wants his, as Ray puts it, he wants his cake and eats it too. And I think she also thinks very highly of herself. I think that she thinks that she's better than what she really is in his eyes. Mm -hmm. Because just like Ray said, you know, he doesn't show this appreciation. Well, exactly. He said that he has a character flaw Mm -hmm. for not choosing her. Yeah. And so... It's like that with anybody, though. You should have enough self-esteem, like you had mentioned earlier, for yourself to mm-hmm. get out for your own health and peace of mind and find that person who really will value you. Right. And Marnie is just going from toxic relationship <laughs> to another. And her mm-hmm. jumping into Ray's arms, she she's being 
just as bad as he is, as Desi is, because not only is he sleeping with two people, but so is she. Mm-hmm. So yeah. she really can't be upset that she's not being chosen. Yeah. And she's also not showing too many virtuous values right. that would make him want to choose her yeah. anyways. Yeah. And, and speaking of self-esteem, I mean, we have the whole Hannah situation. Sorry to jump ahead. Nope. No, let's, but get like, there. let's get there. She... Um, I feel like she's so used to talking to, this is going to sound so mean, she's so used to talking to her friends who have serious self-esteem issues that she can say terrible things and tear them down and they will love her and accept her for it. Mm -hmm. And there she is talking to these kind of strangers. They're not her close friends. They're just building a relationship. Yeah, they're new. And she tears them down and they're like, F you. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm I am currently a theater and film student at a university mm-hmm. undergrad, but still, mm-hmm. like, I'm in that kind of artists environment. Yeah. And the thing is, when you put a bunch a group of very young artists in a room together and mm-hmm. say collaborate, a few things happen, or a few things have to happen if it's not go- if they're not going to tear each other limb from limb. Mm-hmm. There has to be. I was talking about this earlier. There has to be. <laughs> It has to be a safe zone. And when I say safe zone, I mean not necessarily, oh, coddling everybody's work is perfect all of the time. But you have to feel, and sorry to pontificate about this, but and it's going to sound a bit pretentious, but you have to feel as an artist, like you can take risks, you can make choices, you can present your work without the people around you doing exactly what she did, Mm -hmm. which is, it's there's judgment, there's criticism, which is one thing and can be very helpful at times. And then there is sheer vile that came the sheer vile that came out of her mouth towards these people when she isn't really familiar enough with their first of all their work or them as people right i'd be surprised if she even read their work Mm -hmm. i mean (laughs) hannah is so self-involved yeah that i don't even think she thought that far ahead about what the repercussions would be also affecting the people the way that she did all she felt was i'm thinking this in this moment so let me just say it well because she's used to her friends who she who will accept her to say these things because they have such issues with themselves that they will accept that she's saying this and be like mm-hmm. she's right what a good friend for well, telling me well it's not even that i think when you have a re- close relationship with someone you can provide right. constructive criticism yeah. no matter how mean it is you're going to love them the next day we're going to call what she said constructive criticism well, <laughs> <laughs> i'm saying most friends that's what they give right. she gives it a little bit more to the extreme right. but yeah. you, at the end of the day you love one another you bounce back you mm-hmm. forgive when you don't have a relationship with someone you don't don't understand where they're from you can't make that judgment or Mm -hmm. that call and she has not proven herself to be respected as an artist a a new student there in this new town and she hasn't even made any attempt to befriend them yeah and so insulting people is not the best way to make relationships to start off especially Mm -hmm. since she didn't just attack them as people which it's gonna sound weird but she attacked their art Mm -hmm. which is actually even worse mistake because if you attack the person at least i don't know at least in my experience with the people that i i have been around artists my whole life i grew up with them Mm -hmm. it's it's so strange but it's almost like their art is more themselves than they present themselves to be at at the beginning obviously everybody's different but at least if she had attacked their personalities but respected them as artists that at least there would have been that kind of sacredness where when they're all in the room together there was that safe space where you and I don't like each other but Mm -hmm. in here we're something else we're two people trying to like learn about our craft or what have you but Mm -hmm. she just went not only do I not like you as a person 
I don't like your work, and that's what we're going to be focusing on for the next few years yeah. of our did, life did together. Did it make you guys kind of feel a little bit familiar with the instance where Jessa did the same thing at her uh, rehab? She went in right. on every single person oh, at rehab yeah. and was like, and you're a lesbian, and you don't have da-da-da-da. Right, like, right. she was just going, attacking each person. Mm-hmm. And I really felt like she was similar to Jessa on this episode, just the way that she was doing that. Because Hannah can sometimes be... Although she's unconsciously doing it, she's a little bit more sensitive where I think Jessa knows mm-hmm. the havoc that she's wreaking and doesn't care. Right. Yeah. And I just, I think that Hannah's just in like la la land and doesn't realize mm-hmm. like or think about anything before she does it. Mm-hmm. But she felt like Jessa to me on this episode. I, I definitely see the parallel, but I think that Jessa knows what buttons to, like intentionally is like, here's a button. I'm going to push it. Yeah, I just pushed it. Like that's how <laughs> Jessa is. And I think this was. This is how I talk to my friends, and I know we're not really friends, but I feel like I can say these things because I'm Hannah, and I say what I feel. I think she was acting out. I honestly think that she was waiting for this moment where she can say what's on her mind because they insulted and criticized her this entire time, mm-hmm. and she doesn't like it there, so she's losing hope. Yeah. So she's taking it out on everybody that oh, has created that's... this life for her there. How to make friends and influence people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This is I talked about repetition earlier, and mm-hmm. this is where I'm starting to feel like I- I'm hopeful that the next few episodes will start pushing it forward. Yes. Because I need that too. Yeah, because this episode to me, the reason I was a little like, all right, you know, not my favorite is because not only were they repeating facts Mm -hmm. a lot of the time, but they were starting to repeat they repeat mistakes a lot. That's kind of the point. But now it's starting to get too much where I'm seeing instances where all of the characters are kind of just switching on not only who they sleep with, but the same mistakes that each other make. And no one is seeing enough consequence to affect them and change them as characters. And at a certain point after four seasons, you have to, even though they've all changed a little bit, something has to give. And there has been so much, this Mm -hmm. onslaught of me, 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 selfishness, and nobody's really truly seen any repercussions. Even when, you know, I mean, the biggest example of that in this episode, in my opinion, was Jessa pissing on the street yeah. and Adam oh, yes. hitting a police officer. That's what I was gonna say. Hitting a police officer over that, by the way. It, it's not mm-hmm. like she goes, she literally is peeing in the middle of two cars. They give her a ticket. She tears up the ticket mm-hmm. and then gets arrested and he starts attacking the cop for arresting her for being in the street and rubbing up the ticket. Well, she said, you know, you're hurting me, you're hurting me. So I think he, right. he came to her rescue because if she was being hurt, he wanted to right, of stop, course. you know, intervene. Mm-hmm. Nevertheless, mm-hmm. Um, the thing about it was it felt, maybe just from a writer's standpoint, it felt very kind of like unjustified or unsupported. Um, not, mm-hmm. ju- not just him attacking the police, but the whole like, her peeing in the street, which granted is something Jessa would do. Which is something yeah. everybody has done in a drunk moment. Don't say that you guys haven't. <laughs> Everybody's pulled their pants down at some yeah. point. But she, but she was just talking about her sobriety for four mm-hmm. months. Or how long was it? However, four, it was four months. Well, that's okay. the only time I remember peeing in the street is when I was drunk. Okay. <laughs> oh, goodness. But uh, it's definitely, I don't know, that whole situation. So, yes, they get arrested. My mm-hmm. point is. They mm-hmm. do this thing that, you know, she gets a ticket, she tears up the ticket in the cop's face, he starts to arrest her because, mm-hmm. you know, resisting, that's... Right, absolutely. ...illegal. Right. He attacks them, they both get arrested. That is, regardless of whether or not you think that the cops handled it the mm-hmm. right way in that sort of situation, there is, on a writer standpoint, a huge um, opportunity for people to wake up. Because being arrested, you know, everyone takes it differently... 
Um, I haven't been, so I can't speak from experience. Right. But and you know, some people just I go. Eh. No, <laughs> but no, some people just girl. go. You know, especially in that kind of situation where they don't mm-hmm. feel like they've done anything wrong. A lot of people just go, "Well, I paid bail, and now I can get out of it." But there was like this huge plot point that just kind of like, oh, and then they made bail, and now they're out. You know what I mean? Well, okay. So I want to say a few things. Um, first off, if you're peeing in the street, that is not how you do it. You do not get between two cars. In like vi- with like, your butt with facing, your butt facing the, the street. street, yeah, that's that not weird. how you do it. Okay, Let, let's be clear. Um, <laughs> that's not how you do it. That's not how you do it. <laughs> so, also, um, her tearing up the ticket does not negate the ticket, and it is not. Not she's at all. Not, she got a ticket, right? It was a summons. That so her tearing it up. If I were the police officer, I'd be like, that doesn't. You're still. That's very true. Yeah, you're still. This you're is still, still held ticket. accountable yeah. for it. Also, he never took down. Like he never asked for ID or anything and took down her info. Oh, very true. So I'm just sorry. I I also you're looking the, at details. I host the SVU. <laughs> yes, you. No, no, but that's SVU true. Here. Um, so legally, uh, there's no grounds here that he didn't for arrest. Yeah, well, because. She didn't do, I mean, he could have arrested her for indecent exposure, like, and she could have gotten, um, a sex, like, a, on the sex offender registry for exposing herself. Yes, that's like, how that's, I thought it was going. Yeah, that's, that is dangerous. Peeing on the street that guys, would have been good is right actually like very that. dangerous to do <laughs> in terms of, because if you have a cop who's angry, you will get, you will become a registered sex offender. Like, that's wow. the worst See, thing. See, I you didn't can even happen. know that. I- yeah, yeah you know that you're whipping it out on the street. Yeah. That's and the thing, but she's not really whipping anything out. But they won't. She's, she's still just, exposing she's just herself. pulling a cheek or two out. But no, the she, thing is, her <laughs> pants were like almost at her knees. Right, but it's not like a guy where something's yeah, on but, the end. Yeah, of but the, you can it's still see all of And regardless of the specifics, once you have sex offender on your record, no one checks to see whether or not it was peeing on yeah. the street or anything you know right, worse. worse. You just have sex offender, yeah. and now you're gonna have a. I'm not suggesting old job. I'm not saying that she's automatically getting that. I'm saying that's the worst case scenario so keep that in mind when you're peeing on the street but her tearing up the ticket is irrelevant to the fact that she got the ticket she would have had it anyway right correct um we're gonna ignore the detail that they forgot to ask for her license and put a name and whatever. like <laughs> we're just ignoring those facts um but them arresting her and then adam jumping in adam jumping in does not surprise me that, yeah, I would right? expect. Like, that's, I, I that would have expected like him. him to do that. He would have done that for Hannah. He would yeah. have done that for anybody else. Yeah, he's, he's just impulsive. He's very impulsive, mm-hmm. and also, it's like no one has any kind of self restraint in the so, show. <laughs> any self restraint or kind of understanding of consequence, right? And not. To, and by the way, there are some circumstances where I'm absolutely in the boat of sometimes you need to just follow your impulse and do what you right. think is the right thing. I don't, it felt very, the whole thing kind of felt, and by the way, on the cops part too, it felt very escalated very oh, quickly yes. and unsupported. Yeah. That's kind of my point is, she rips up the ticket, which felt unjustified, because why would it, why would you start cursing at a cop and telling him to piss off? Right. Which, and then he goes to arrest her, which is escalating yes. very quickly. Yeah. And then him, yeah, I don't know. Which so well, that's like, I'm sorry. not surprised by her behavior though, because no. I do feel like Jessa is someone who misbehaves. Mm-hmm. She's, she's very honorary. She acts out. She's going to do whatever Jessa feels like doing. She's going to kill you if you ask her to. She's right. going to snort some coke if you want her to. She's going to eat your boom boom to prove that mm-hmm. you're a lesbian. Like Jessa acts out. She is yeah. not the friend that you want to take when you want to have a responsible time. Right. Nope. So Adam knew you know, what the situation was, and he still jumped in, mm-hmm. willing to get arrested. But I do appreciate that he acknowledged 
hey, this is not going to be a good path for me to go down mm-hmm. if I continue fooling yeah. with you. You are bad news. Yeah. yeah. And I I'll saw this sad. with you and Hannah. I'm not going to allow this to happen to myself, which I am surprised about because my prediction was that he was going to hook up with Jessa this episode. I, and he did not do that. I'm I am not super shocked. Predictions. I still think that's going to happen. Oh, you do? Yeah. yeah. That said, I want to say I think it's great that he finally gave her that speech, his soapbox. Um, but also, like, I don't think the story's over. The fact that they were bailed, that they got bailed, does not mean their story's over. They might still end up, you know, going back and having to... Because she, she had a summon. Wait, she has a summon. Yeah. She's still going She's to still going to back to court. court. So I, I really hope that this becomes a bigger issue and that there's yeah. a, there are consequences because we don't see those anymore. I'm afraid that they're going to glide over it. Mm. That's and my fear, too. I'm, if they... I just feel like that just... I don't want the the show to become bland and bubblegum. Like yeah. I like that it's addressing, you know, real concerns that people actually do deal with. Yeah. And so if it just becomes this show that is just appeasing and smooth and mm-hmm. I, that, that's not why we tune into girls. We tune no. into girls for the edginess, for the risque. Yeah. I mean, Hannah didn't show her boobs this episode. Yeah, that was surprising. <laughs> that was very no, surprising. But, uh, real talk at a certain point, I think for me one of the big things that I've always loved about girls is the fact that it addresses a lot of people who are my age and a little older and this kind of new generation addressing the entitlement, addressing Mm -hmm. what do we do and like we have a college degree now and that means nothing and what, you know, grad school and all these kinds of things that are pretty unique now with social media and blogosphere. It's addressing a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, But what's kind of I've always watched for is there comes a point where a group of kids have to turn to adults. Mm Mm-hmm. And that cannot and will not happen until they are forced to with this group of people. Because there are some people who are just naturally kind of old souls or they kind of get the progression Mm -hmm. or they or just one day wake up. But that's not interesting. That's not what you tune in to see. You don't tune in to see. And one fine morning, Hannah woke up and realized, you know what? I'm kind of over it. I'm going to be a responsible adult. Something's got to give. I'd and, love to see that, though. Well, yeah. <laughs> that'd be, that'd they're be not something. giving it to us yet this no. season. Not, <laughs> That's for not sure. Not yet. And maybe it's because they're just trying to keep pushing it for more and more. But I, what would really interest me as a viewer would be to see them being challenged in a way that was a little more um, substantial than, oh, he's sleeping with her and she's mm-hmm. sleeping with him. Right. But get back to the real, like, hey wake up this is the real world now like yeah. we start the see we start the show on hannah being cut off that's a big deal that's like a big real world hey you're an adult now yeah so this is a story really about a bunch of people forcing to become adults and they haven't taken those steps yet they've kind of been in arrested state of development mm-hmm. so i'm kind of waiting for them to kind of go over the edge and one or two of them are gonna have to fall and start taking the path to like legitimate livelihood absolutely yeah. No, you, I think you're you're 100 percent correct. And this show, although uh, not so much anymore, but it will always forever be compared to the younger version of Sex in the City, right, right? And even with that show, we saw the characters evolve and develop, and mm-hmm. them not make the same choices that they made anymore because they learned their lessons. So, but it took a long time. That show was on HBO for a very long time. Right. So I'm wondering how long it's going to take girls to get to that point too. But one of the reasons that I tune into HBO, it's my favorite network, is because the content is always provocative. Mm-hmm. They're mm-hmm. going to push the envelope. They're going to show you the body parts that you can't see on regular cable television. <laughs> but the storyline too, the, the writing is awesome. It's it's amazing, and I just wish that they would just push it a little bit more on girls. And I don't know if they're falling off because of reviews or because of you know bad feedback. I don't know what it is, but mm-hmm. I feel like they're being very soft 
this season with mm-hmm. us. It's it's weird because for me, I'm very much a um per- for me anyway. I guess I'll kind of leave it at this. I love edginess when it is warranted and when it pushes a story forward. I yes, don't like gratuitous. I agree with that. Yeah, when things are gratuitous, I'm not a fan. Um, and what I think a lot of people when they complained about girls is they felt it was mm-hmm. gratuitous. I would say that what I really want to see is that edginess back in a way that pushes the characters forward. Mm -hmm. Yes, because we did. We saw the gratuitous that you were talking about, Mm -hmm. but it also showed us who Adam was as a person. And, you know, they exposed themselves more. And I don't feel like they're doing that so much. I feel like it's very redundant. Everybody's hopping on a harangue and just going (laughs) off. Like, it's, 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 yeah, we we gotta see more. So, (laughs) but um, to be, you know, optimistic, I'm I'm hoping that it's gonna get there. We should dive into predictions. Yeah. So that that way we can uh, say what we're hoping for. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you guys have any predictions that you can think of from maybe the previews that we just saw? What are you guys thinking? Um, I definitely think that Adam and, and Jess are going to hook up. I don't know when, but I, I that's going to happen. There's no way it's not. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Whether or not one of them will... Or, I, I go back and forth on whether or not Adam might say no to it at a certain point, but I definitely think that tension is going to spark mm-hmm. in some way or another. Yeah. Hmm. I think that Ray and Marnie are eventually just, they have to get sick of each other because I'm getting sick of them. (laughs) Yeah. But I do think that Marnie is going to help him realize that he misses Shoshana. Mm -hmm. I think he's going to miss somebody knowing who they are. Because as much as, as crazy as Shoshana is and, you know, the little weirdo, cute weirdo that she is, I think she still knows who she is and she's okay with that. Whereas Marnie's the complete opposite, Mm -hmm. this insecure person. And I think it's going to help him realize that he misses that what was what was there yeah. before. Yeah, yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. And frankly, I'm not a fan of people going back to old relationships on television shows sometimes like when in this kind of context. Uh-huh. I'd like to see them. I love them together. I yeah. really like them together because I I have I like Ray because he tends to be the Love like, Ray. He's a he's good an adorable asshole. Yeah, he's like <laughs> he, he's a bit of a dick, but he's not. I, I don't know. There's something All very... All the guys on the show are. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> everyone, Elijah, everybody, every single Everyone person, is, Adam. but there's something... I don't know. Maybe he it's because a, he's the only adult on the show. Yeah. Yes. He has, a, like, an adult head on his shoulder. Well, I would hope so. He's the oldest. Right. So, and he's And he's living in this world with children, though. So that does concern me. Yeah. Like, why are you attracted to these young, immature yeah. kids? But he is, as sad as it is, yeah. the, the father figure on the show. Young. They keep <laughs> him young. Absolutely. So do we have any um, news and gossip? Any more uh, predictions that you want? I want to shout out um, someone who is a huge fan. And so I'm going to go into a social media shout out really quick. Go for, for it. Um, our Instagram. One of our followers. I told her that I would show her some love because I appreciate her tuning in every week. Aww. And um, her Twitter handle is Estrella1983, A-S-T-R-E-A 1983. Hey. She, this is one of her favorite shows and she tunes in faithfully and we just hopes that this season and this show never ends or gets off the mm-hmm. air. So Beautiful. love you for yeah. that. And uh, also want to give a, a special shout out to... Um, Pink Pewter, who gave me this headband. Thanks, guys. And (laughs) (laughs) had to show them some love. I felt very, like, Marnie, Mm maybe-ish in this. Yeah, I can see it. I can totally see it. I love that. 
Thanks, guys. But uh, once again, please subscribe to us. Tune in. You can go to youtube.com backslash TV. Rate us on iTunes. Download us uh, every single episode, iCloud, everything and more that you can get your hands on to watch this show because we love HBO Girls just as much as you do and we want to chat about it. So tweet at us. Let us know what you thought about today's episode and what you would like to see more of. I'm once again your host, Spicy Madi. You can play with my Twitter or stroke my Instagram at Spicy <laughs> underscore Maddie and I am Autumn Chickless and you can play with my Twitter which is at Autumn Chickless <laughs> and same with my Instagram. I want you to keep your hands off of my Twitter and Instagram <laughs> but you are free to follow and like at Yell Teagle that's Y-A-E-L-T-Y-G-I-E-L or you can find me online at yell.tv that's Y-A-E-L dot TV. Thanks guys tune in next week for another episode of HBO Girls here on AfterBuzz TV. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 